but it's okay. Um, anyway, uh, good to meet everyone. Um, my name is Ange. Um, I'm one of the, the Section 3 managers at Fraser's. Um, also one of the interview tutors as well. Uh, also a medical student. It's safe. You, you, okay, I will believe you. Um, also a medical student at Monash. I'm in my th third year um, of postgrad med. Um, so essentially this, this presentation that I have, the slide set that I have is pretty brief. Um, because I think this question is something that's that's quite personal and, um, you know, should you be thinking about the MMI or resetting the GAMSAT? It depends on a range of different factors and reasoning and, and whatnot and how you feel about the recent GAMSAT. Um, so could I, you know, this format was, was designed um, for a purpose, mainly so that it's easier for you to ask questions if you have any um, also, just to make it easier to interact as well, um, could I get a show of hands or uh, like something in the chat to indicate if you've sat the most recent games up? Cool. One sec. Awesome. Okay, so we've got some some people. All right, cool, awesome. So I'm gonna say roughly about like half of us have sat the most recent one, half to 60% have sat the most recent one, um, which is a majority. Um, look, if you haven't sat the most recent one, that that's fine. Obviously you're thinking about sitting it again, um, otherwise we wouldn't be here. Um, so that's fine. Um, I think the, the first thing, you know, we'll, we'll get started about, you know, my personal thoughts, but I think the majority of this is just going to be run by you. So if you have questions that you need answered, um, that's basically the reason for this sort of public, um, you know, format um, to have everyone here. So uh, there, there's no real sort of Q&A part of it. If you have questions, chuck it in the chat. If you have questions, raise your hand, um, speak up. I'm pretty happy to answer most questions. Um, so we'll, we'll get started um, with the slide deck. I'll finish pretty briefly, so a pretty pretty short slide deck, um, and then it's just going to be focused on whatever questions you have. So does that sound good? Can you hear me okay before we get started? Or is there anything in particular that you want me to cover that we can? Then we can definitely do that as well. Someone's drawing, that's exciting. Not, nothing in the chat, so I'm going to move on. And if you have anything that you'd like me to cover, just, again, communicate in some way, shape, or form. Awesome. Okay. So I think, again, um, I said that the, this question is something that's quite personal. Um, whether you should reset the GAMSAT should ultimately depend on how you feel after the most recent GAMSAT you sat, whether that's in March or a couple of months previous. Um, now, it's hard to reflect on something that's a bit traumatic or you get is the trauma. Um, so I think reflection, it, it should, like, I think it should take you, um, like, you, you should you know, sit in a particular space and, and think about how well you've done across all three sections, how you, I think, felt during all three sections as well. Um, did you feel like endurance was pretty low when you hit section three? Um, did you feel like your accuracy was pretty good? Did you feel like you were still answering most of the questions or did it get lost in um, the, the panic and the timing of it all? Um, these are just sort of some of the questions that I think, you know, uh, are 
or should be the basis of your reflection for how well you sat in the most recent campsite. And therefore that, that sort of leads me on to this quote here, um, which is, I think if you, if you know yourself as to, you know, how well you did and, and how well you think you went, I think I can't really answer that question for you. It's, it's all about how you think you went. Um, now, after reflection, if you felt like, you know, you gave it your best shot, you definitely feel like you've improved from your previous sittings that if you've sat any um, previously before the most recent one, um, then I think it, it's definitely important to just sort of give it a go and put that application in um, and then start that journey there somewhere. Um, I was telling someone recently, like uh, when I might put in my GEMSAS application not too long ago, so I think it could be about three years ago now, um, I actually used, so I, I sat, the, the last game that I sat was my um, March turned May slash April, um, uh, what's it called, online sitting. So that, that was the last one I sat. And uh, we actually didn't get our results until the application process with GEMSAS actually finished. So um, I ended up taking a bit of a gamble and put in the GEMSAT ID of my most recent one, which was the online one, which is the first online one. Um, and I didn't really know my score at all. Um, so, you know, I think the, the major questions that I used to reflect following that was, do I feel like I had some bit of an improvement either in the way that I approached the questions or did I find it easy enough to get down to 50-50, answer something? Um, did I find it easy to stick to the topic in section two? Did I find it easy to finish two essays? Um, do I think I'd, I'll get a reasonable enough mark to, to sort of, you know, scrape in within the basket of most universities, which we'll talk about um, a bit later on as well. Um, I think these were some of the questions that I was thinking about. And I think I, I decided personally for me that it was worth a gamble to just put down the game side idea of, a, of, of the most recent test, even though I, I didn't have my score, um, mainly because I, I knew how I was tracking across all the tests and how I'd fare with the interviews and, and whatnot. So I think knowing yourself and taking some time off for reflection is probably um, the antidote to this question, I think. Um, so that's me um, smiling. So in terms of who I am, so there's some credibility to whatever I run for the next 40 minutes. Um, essentially, this is me in a nutshell in terms of my academic profile. Um, I'm currently in third year postgrad med, Monash. Um, and before we, we get the age-old question of did you need to write the GAMSAT for Monash, um, so I didn't, so Monash doesn't need the GAMSAT. Um, I was also fortunate enough to, to get an offer from Deakin as well, so went through the same GEMSAS process as everyone else. Um, decided to stick with the alma mater because I did my undergrad at, at Monash as well um, and, and follow through. Um, in terms of what I do with this company, so um, I am one of the two Section 3 managers um, and also do some interview training here and there. Um, this is probably, this, this picture sums up my personality. My personality is intensely and intimately tied with my dog. Um, that's my dog with a ball that we stole from the local park. Um, and I don't know what it is when it's dark and I take a photo and this is how it's something to do with the flash and this is how, you know dog tens up. So that's just a bit about me. Um, if you have any questions about anything I've said, again, you know how to communicate. So either unmute yourself or uh, chuck it in the chat and I'll address that. So should I reset it? I've already talked about 
the majority of it. So reflection is key. Um, I think when you're reflecting, you're thinking about a bunch of different things. So for instance, um, can I take on this? Yes, I can. So um, I think personally, it, it's important to compare to previous settings um uh, settings as well um so compared to let's say you sat the most recent one let's say that's march and then you're comparing it to two seasons ago um how do i feel regarding it do i feel like there is some sort of an improvement um now improvement come come in a range of different forms um like i think ease throughout um throughout the exam is one of them um but you know that's not really easy to figure out because every question that you're doing, you're going in there with a certain level of uncertainty and certain level of doubt. Um, so it's not quite easy to understand whether you're getting the question right or wrong, because it's, again, all up to interpretation of the information, which can be different across different people as well. So I understand that that can be an, a difficult marker as well to, to use as a point of reflection. Um, but I think other, other, you know, points of reflection is like is my score good enough I think that's a major that's the question tying um like you know the first part of the question to the second right like should I reset the game stat or should I go through with the rest of the journey um, well is my score good enough to go through the rest of the journey um I think this is where the idea of like baskets come into play um so basically the idea of baskets is when you're applying to GEMSAS um like just chuck in the chat yes if you know the, the, the general process of GEMSAS or if you'd like me to explain it alternatively. Explain, cool. All right, no worries. So this is to my knowledge. Um, so GEMSAS is, yeah, okay, all good. So GEMSAS is this elusive portal um, that, that's used to uh, apply to certain medical schools. Um, not all medical schools use GEMSAS. Examples of medical schools that don't use GEMSAS include University of Sydney, Bond, um, pretty sure Flinders doesn't use it as well. Um, Monash doesn't use it. So these universities don't use GEMSAS as a portal to assess your competency to being a medical student or getting into medical school or dental school or whatever, what have you, whatever you're using this test for. GEMSAS, right, um, used for both I medicine. I'm sorry, can I just ask about yeah. something you said? Uh, yeah. I think before in one of the other Fraser's meetings, they said that Sydney and Flinders, they aren't within your preferences in GEMSAS, but you still apply through GEMSAS. So, okay. So I know okay. I'm not sure about that. So do I do like do I apply like from the university website or is it through? Yeah. So from my knowledge, it's directly. So directly so, to them. Uh, and do they open in May as well? I think so. I think they should. They like if you go on their university website, like they should have key dates. So go to um, Flinders MD, and then they should have key dates towards the bottom of the page, and then the key dates will tell you where and when to apply. Because those universities have a portal of their own within their university. Um, UQ UQ is part of GEMSAS, um, so you can apply through GEMSAS. But the ones that I mentioned, as you said, Ali, is um, could be it could have a portal of their own, so you apply through their website. From my knowledge. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Yes. Yep. I'm looking, okay. Thank you. Yeah, all good, all good. 
Um, awesome. So essentially, um, as we were saying, so bar these, these other universities, um, there are majority of medical schools use GEMSAS as an, uh, again, an assessment. So the way GEMSAS works is very elusive, um, uh, as in it's shrouded in mystery. The, the best piece of information you can get is from the GEMSAS guide, which will be released um, sort of like every, every year pretty much. Um, so if you go to the GEMSAS website, it should be there. Please have a read for medicine or dentistry. Um, Essentially, what it takes in is it takes in your GPA, takes in your GAMSAT score, essentially tries to weight it um, amongst the pool of applicants applying to your top preference university. So let's take an example. So my top preference was Deakin. Um, so uh, my score if I sort of put it in with the pool of average applicants applying to Deakin. Now, again, preferencing within GEMSAS is a whole new sort of topic and a whole new uh, lecture in and of itself. Um, but I think preferencing should essentially be consisting of two things, right? A, where you want to go, which state you want to be in, um, and also be within the average of, um, you know, on their website, on most universities' websites, there'll be an average GAMSAT that was allowed an interview on Deakin. It's very clear and it's very transparent and it's on their website what was what the average GAMSAT was that, um, that allow people to get an interview, okay? So go into these websites, research online, what was the sort of average that you'd have at whatever university you hope to apply to. Think about whether your current score fits into that average plus or minus two points. If you feel like it fits into that average plus or minus two points, then the GAMSAT should be good enough to apply for that pool. Now, obviously, obviously, this is in tandem with your GPA. So your GPA, again, the GEMSAS guide and the university guide will be a little rough. So it'll just be like, oh, five or 5.5 is your major sort of um, uh, 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 major sort of average, um, but it's not always the case. And um, even though you might be eligible to apply, it doesn't mean it'll be the one that gets you an interview. Um, so the the average is different from something we call the cutoff. So um, it's not a stupid question at all because I used to get confused all the time. Um, so cutoffs are essentially the the minimum right? Minimum that you're applying after that, you're cut off from, from the eligibility or you're cut off from the rest of the pool um, applying to interviews. Now, obviously, cutoffs might be different to the average. So let's say the average to Deakin that year um, was an average of 67, okay, which it actually was when I applied. Um, when I applied, the average game set was 67 and the GPA was 6.8, yeah? Um, so that was the average that uh, I was dealing with. Now, I looked at my score, I looked at my GPA, it was higher than the average, okay? So I was like, okay, I, this is a school I want to go to, fits the first criteria. Secondly, it's good within the basket of applicants that have recently gotten an interview. So therefore, I'm a good candidate in this pool of people who want to study medicine at Deakin, okay? So that's sort of how you assess where you put your preferences. So I hope that that also clarified the difference between your cutoff and your average. They're, they're, they're sort of different things. Um, so, uh, 
Yeah, so I think like depend, 65, again, depends, right? So it, it's not clear cut, it's not black and white because different universities also have different sort of um, bonuses applied to these marks as well when you apply, so it's different. Um, so plus or minus two, use that as a gauge and then use your GPA compared to previous years as a gauge to understand if your scores are good enough to apply for that current study or current application process. Okay, so what what GEMSAS does is it's according to the university's sort of values on emphasis on, you know, what they place. So they might, one university might value GEMSAT scores more than your GPA, but technically it's sort of equal, right? But different universities value different things. Um, so depending on, you, you chuck in your GPA, you chuck in your, um, your GEMSAT uh, and GEMSAS calculates your GPA for you, okay? Um, now, don't ask me about GEMSAS GPAs. It's different for the different lengths of degrees you've done. Um, it will be a weighted GPA average um, and the weighted will be calculated by GEMSAS. Now, if you email them and ask them, hey, what's my GPA? This is, these are my scores. They are kind enough to get back to you with an answer for GPAs across the different universities. So if you feel like you want an update on where you're sitting, please email GEMSAS, they will get back to you, yeah. Um, so again, the, the schools and how they use GPA is different. Different schools use GPA differently, which is why email GEMSAS or look at GEMSAS guides and look, in, uh, look within their, um, what's it called, look within their guide um, to see how GPA is calculated for each university, okay? And honours does change uh, your GPA a fair bit. So please, please, please email them or look at the guide to know where your GPA is, yeah? Um, rough idea, what, two, ex two years experience and bonus mark. Um, that's all good. So that's all good if there's not enough information and correct me or um, feel free to reply to whatever I say next if I'm, if I'm not catching the question right. Um, so two years experience, it depends where the experience is. It depends if it's affiliated with something that the school you're applying to is also affiliated with. Um, Turner Deacon does a healthcare bonus. So if you've obviously worked in healthcare before, they add on bonus points to your uh, application um, and that eventually changes your ranking um, as well. Uh, so again, depends, but this information should be on the university's websites. It won't, it won't clearly be stated on the GEMSAS guide. It'll be on the university's websites for sure. Yeah. Um, so essentially you chuck in your GPA, um, the cool. Yeah. Great. So yeah, it depends on the university. So you chuck in your GPA, GEMSAS, that goes into a pool, gets analyzed. Um, and if, if the pool that you're entering, um, for said university, if you're within the average plus or minus or above the average, then you get offered an interview. That's essentially how GEMSAS works. Now, let's say you attend the interview for your first preference. Um, you attend the interview and, um, you know, it doesn't go as, you know, as, as hard as you would, you would have liked. Um, and how GEMSAS works is it goes or uses your overall um, sort of weighting or number, right, ranking, combining your GPA, your GAMSAT and your interview, and it uses that ranking that it has for the next preference, yeah, sees, hey, is she good enough for her second preference within the pool of applicants that applied to the second university? Let's say, hey, that number is not good enough for the second, then it goes to third, fourth, fifth, sixth, yeah, 
that how uh, that's how it goes. So the number of interviews you get is one. You get your top preference or wherever top preference or the highest preference within your list of universities that you apply for, um, uh, unless you're an international student or you have also applied to other um, universities outside of GEMSAS, then you get multiple interviews. Um, so for instance, if I applied to Monash and applied to Deakin through GEMSAS and I got an interview with both, then I'd have two interviews. So it depends where you apply. Um, and it, subsequently, it depends the offers you can get. Obviously, if you've applied to Flinders, Monash, and let's say Deakin, and you get into all three, you have three offers, three interviews, yeah. Um, so it depends. So uh, anywho, going back, so, and then it just sort of follows on to the next preference. Okay, so this is how GEMSAS works. So it works on the basis of ranking, okay? And therefore it would be extremely helpful in terms of, you know, answering the, um, the question of this, this webinar, um, which is should you, you know, oh my God, I can't go back. Um, should you, you know, reset it or, well, me should you reset it or uh, should you take the application process well again look at the guide look at the universities see if you fit well into the applicant pool um, with your with your sort of predicted GAMSAT or how you feel like you went after those reflection questions and then that will help you again knowing yourself and knowing how you've been going recently will help you in understanding whether it's good enough to start the process yeah so I've talked for a fair bit. Um, so I'll, I'll let the uh, I'll leave the floor open to any questions um, before we move on to this. So Gemsas is exactly what I talked about. So question. Um, so uh, yeah. So Annabelle's got a, a question. So I would say it's a combination of both. Yeah. So it depends on where you want to go through and where you're most likely to get in. So this is what I was talking about with regards to the um, like applicant pool. So within the previous sort of, you know, scores that um, Sasa University website, um, Sasa other resources like different companies have different guides on, on sort of what the average slash uh, average and cutoff was, right? Um, so uh, look at that and then use that to understand where you want to go, but also do I fit in within the pool of applicants that are most likely to apply this year as well. So if you feel like you fit in and is somewhere you want to go, put that as your top preference. Yeah, I hope that answered that. Um, so, so yeah, so um, someone who's had this as their first sitting and is hoping to apply um, this year, uh, would Fraser's mocks be an accurate gauge in terms of how you've done in previous sittings? Um, broadly, I'd say no, okay, um, mainly because the Fraser's average and predicted mocks we get um, are essentially a reflection of how students have gone um, who've sat mocks with us and then gone on to do well within their game set. So the predicted scores that you get are from our sort of cohort and the general sort of information that we get every year um, with how everyone's gone and the standard bell curve after every sort of um, exam has been, exam marks and, and uh, bell curve have been released. So, um, you know, use that as I think a, a good, good check-in point, but again, it's not the same as, as sort of, or same as in, it's not the cutthroat ACER way of going about things or GEMSAS way of going about things. 
Yeah, it is pretty accurate within a five-point range. Actually, it was pretty accurate within a two-point range for me when I, back when I set the course and, and back when I did the mocks um, and did the, did the um, actual game set as well. So it is pretty accurate. Um, but again, I, I, I would say that you know, trusting previous sittings would be uh, a more useful gauge. Um, but if these are the only mocks you've set, that's fine as well. Would it be useful to put a university with a lower entrance? Again, if you don't want to go to this university and you put in a lower entrance score, then no. So it's got to be a combination of two. Do you want to get in? Will you be good in the within the pool of applicants? Yeah, those two things. Um, so yeah, international students, uh, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, um, people. Um, I think you apply through the website, like through the university website. I think it, the, the mode is different, but let me know if I'm wrong. Um, no, absolutely not. It does not affect anything in a bad way. They, they're mutually exclusive, right? So like um, you apply this year, don't get in, that's fine. If you have different scores, you apply next year, might have a shot. Yeah, um, there used to be a saying back when I was going through this process that like it's not a matter of if you will get in, it's a matter of when. Um, so again, different application cycles can have different scores and averages going in. So um, it, applying to one cycle doesn't blacklist you unless you've done something shady within interviews or anything like that. Um, doesn't blacklist you into the next one. Yeah, so they're mutually exclusive. Uh, there's no age cutoff. Um, go for it. One of my mates' uh, roommate is 53 um, and is in second year of med at Deakin, so go for it, I would say. Um, yeah, go for it, absolutely. No, no age cutoff at all. Um, cool. Nice. Okay. Any other questions about anything else? American cutoff, um, four-year rule. Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, I think there, there might be like, again, there's different schools of thought on it. My personal thing is like people, more people might be sitting it, more people might be eligible as well. Um, so I think scores are, you're definitely going to get a greater variation in scores. Uh, in terms of would it change the broader average that universities take maybe by a slight one or two marks, I would think, um, but it wouldn't change it by a huge amount. And I think the cutoff should stay relatively the same. Note that the cutoff is different to the average. So the average might change one or two points, um, but I don't think that the cutoff should majorly change because of the four-year rule. Um, four-year rule is basically like, it's valid for four years now. So it's not just uh, you know a year and a half um, and then your campsite setting is no longer valid so you can sit now and then your score will be valid for the next four years cool okay uh correlation between how you felt afterward and the games that score oh my god this is the uh i reckon this is a really good question just because um i think i personally felt uh so i, I sat it three times first two times for the vibes thirds uh prepped for um the one i prepped for i i felt decent about my section three score um, or decent after my section three thought it went all right wasn't the best came out guessing a bunch and I was like oh my god this isn't the best but I feel like it's an improvement for the first and second um, 
and and I think that correlated pretty well with with a good score. Um, however, I I know that most people feel nerve wracked and and you know you're not you're not supposed to feel confident after this exam. I, it's not an exam. It's not a uni exam where you come out thinking, oh yeah, I knew all the answers because it was on the on the lecture slides. Um, so I, I don't think so. I don't think there's there's a legitimate enough uh, um, association. There might be a correlation. I don't think there's a legitimate enough association between um, how you're feeling after the games. I don't know how you actually go. So don't trust those feelings too much. It's in, it's in a state of panic. Um, but I think it's important to understand why the panic might have been there if you are feeling panicked after the game. So if you're feeling panicked, did you finish all the questions? Did you have enough time? Was your strategy working? All those stuff, all those logistical things need to be considered. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's a there's a correlation. I don't, uh, it's probably a correlation, not an association in my opinion, but um, that's just me. Cool. Um, okay. Are the interviews held by the university that is your first preference? Yes, they are. Cool. Um, how low is the cutoff from their average? Oh, I don't know, to be honest. Um, there's no rule of thumb because this cha this changes, right? Like that, because the average might change one or two points um, every year up or down, right? The cutoff should still stay the same. So the difference between cutoff and, and average um, changes because the average changes um, ever so slightly. So typically it's it's like, like four or five points below um, like the average, I would say, um, is the major cutoff. That, that's my rule of thumb. There's no legitimacy in it. It's just sort of what I've seen from what I've seen. Um, yeah, Kyla, I don't think you'll ever feel great um, uh, after a game set. I don't think I've ever felt great after a game set. So you know, don't, don't be too, too um, stressed out about how you're feeling immediately after. Um, I've heard lots of things about Section 3 this, this year, um, mainly about how mathematically inclined it was. Um, was that a fair assessment? From This is just from what I've heard from students as well. Um, but cool, I'll, I'll let you guys chat about that. Um, if we get interview but could not pass it, is it possible to get interview in the same university next year? Um, hang on, let me read that. Um, if we get interview, um, but could not pass it. Is it possible to get interview in the same university next year? Or does it impact? No, it doesn't. Mutually exclusive. Um, if you have a better score and you're applying to the same university, again, think about the applicant pool, right? Whether you're on and off or like better or below the average pool of applicants. Um, so it, they're mutually exclusive. They don't like remember your name and then they go, oh, nah, like not him again or anything like that. Like that, that's, they don't do that. Yeah, don't, don't stress. That would be hell for people applying more than once or twice, so don't stress. Um, cool. Uh, if you interview at a uni, but do not receive a course um, offer, uh, are you eligible for interview at a uni, but do not receive a course offer? Oh no, I lost it. Are you eligible to interview again? Yes, you are provided you meet the eligibility criteria for that university or provided your scores and your, your scores are competitive enough the second time around. Cool. 
It's hardly any mats for you. Wow. Good for you. Um, yeah, damn. That, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. I've, yeah, they do change it up. So the sittings are not the same. Um, but must have been nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> must have been nice. Um, anywho, any, any last questions about GemSAS and, and reflection about previous GemSAS <laughs> before? Uh, I, I before? have a question about uh, Sydney. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Yep. Sydney, there's something when you apply called the QAS. Like okay. A sort of academic transcript. I wanted to ask about that. So you don't just provide like the GAMSAT and the GPA. I think there's something else. Okay. Um, personally, not sure. Uh, is this for domestic applicants? Yes. Hmm. Interesting. I'll have a look. Um, I'll hopefully have some information for you by the end before eight. Okay. Um, but okay. I will have a look. Sorry about that. Thank you. Good. Um, cool. Okay, let me see. Any other questions? Oh, QAS. Okay, hang on. I'm um, just looking through it. It's a statement from what I'm reading. Uh, so QAS. Yeah, I'll have some more information for you by the end. Um, Fortunately, not entirely sure about what it is. So it's qualifications, assessment, service. Uh, oh, okay. So I think it's, um, Ali, correct me if I'm wrong or if you have any other information about it. Um, but I think QAS is basically for assessing your um assessing your GPA. So it's a service for assessing your GPA. So it says here um, that you're essentially required to have your qualifications. So your undergrad degree essentially um, assessed, right? Um, or your GPA assessed through the qualifications assessment service. So it's a service more so than, than anything. It's just GPA, QAS GPA, yep. Okay. Thank you. All good. Um, okay, cool. Advice with regards to Casper. Oh, yes, I remember I did sit Casper. So Casper is for people who have not heard of it. Um, so my last three schools were all the portfolio back when portfolios were a thing. Um, they were UND, UDF, UNDF and um on and Wollongong. So I did um, sit the Casper exam. So Casper exam is, is interesting. I think first tip is to get better at typing. Um, if it's still a typing based exam, it's it majorly depends on how fast you type and also what you type. Prepping for MMIs, prepping for Casper will be similar things. Um, so Casper is essentially sort of like a situational judgment exam where you get presented with different scenarios and you type out your answer to how you would respond in that scenario. Um, it doesn't always have to be scenarios, um, but that that's sort of the majority of the questions. The major advice I would give sit the mocks um, that they have on the website. Yeah, I think that that's that sort of sufficed for me. Um, and I think it'd be good for anyone before sitting the actual one to to sit the ones on the um, on the actual website. They have some mock ones and they're really good. And the format is exactly the same as the actual one you get. So um, yeah, awesome. Okay. Um, 
cool. Oh, video response. Oh, that's so good. I had to get better at typing just to, to get better at my Casper. So that's great. Um, okay, what advice would you give someone who's um, gone through all the practice and kind of <laughs> remember the answers? Um, is this for MMI or uh, GAMSAT? I don't know. So, um, yeah, if you could reply to that, I will have a look again. Um, university is portfolio-based or more CASPA-based compared to non-CASPA um, non ones. Um, the CASPA one is the same one used for, like, the, 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 the teacher course or the education course, what am I saying? Um, the, the education courses, yeah. So it's good. I think it's a good way of assessing how, you know, situationally you're replying to most things. I think it's a better way of judging that than, than you know, your qualifications for a portfolio. Um, so, yeah, best way to practice through that is through their actual actual um, actual website. Can you sit it more than once? I'm pretty sure you can only sit it once. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong again. Oh, actually, thank you. Yep, cool. Um, so only once per application cycle. Great. So uh, with regards to which website for the Casper ones, the actual Casper website, like search up Casper mocks, like it comes up, go to the actual website. Um, so in terms of going back to the question, universities, Casper uh, slash that based versus not, really go to their website and try and understand their mission, their values and their ethos. Um, you wanna be aligning yourself with that. Um, universities that tend to, you know, value more of that situational slash portfolio-ness um, tend to value if you more closely align with their values or not, right? Because they're more invested in, in sort of training you through for how many ever years you're going to be there, so four years. So they're more interested in how you will benefit their community and align with their community. So have a look at their values, see if you align, try and make yourself align through um, many of the responses you give. So for example, if a university has pastoral care, you find that to be very wholesome, you find that to be useful, state that. Yeah, so it's, it's all a matter of how well you've researched what you actually want to get into. Um, it sounds sort of basic and obvious, but research what you where you want to go into um, and, and see if you align with them and how you can make yourself more aligned. Okay, so that, that's a major sort of thing I'd say for that. Um, in terms of remembering GAMSAT answers, um, so even if you, I think even if you remember, it doesn't really matter what the answer is, to be honest, when you're practicing for GAMSAT. Um, it just matters why the answer is the answer. Um, so I think even if you remember how you got to the answer, try and disprove the other options. Yeah. Um, so that's probably what I'd say. Um, it, I don't know if you've gone through everything that there's, I'm sure there's questions lying around that are, that are, you know, unattempted. Um, but, you know, if you're thinking about resetting it, put the emphasis on mocks, put the emphasis on timing your questions, put the emphasis on strategy and approach. Um, and then ask yourself, you know, if you remember it, there's no point in just picking it because you remember it um, because, because you know, and you have a reasoning for picking the answer. So go through the other options and see, or, try and prove to yourself why they are not um, correct. Um, so uh, don't think Casper's for Deacon, I'm not sure, uh, unsure. 
um, do I need to study for CASPA? I think it's good Zoom user to, to study for anything within this, um, within this process. Um, it's good to be prepared. I think going in CASPA, it's really good to have a structure to most of your responses. If you just go in there and you're like, let me just type it out as quick as possible, things may be incoherent. Um, so it's good to have a practice on the website. Um, we don't have a prep course. We do have a mock exam for CASPA. Um, so if you're interested in it, reach out to admin. Um, do all the unis have similar interview styles? Would some be harder than others? Just wondering um, if that should be considered when ordering preferences. No, absolutely. So um, there's no one harder than the other. All of them test the same skill, which is communication, empathy, compassion, problem solving, reasoning, teamwork, leadership, all of that jazz that, that's already within their website. Um, so you'll find that you know, different, obviously different um, universities value different things and therefore the questions comprising of their interview will consist of different things. So for instance, um, Beacon's recently come out with a rural sort of emphasis. So I would expect, you know, some of the questions to be surrounding that. Um, like you, you want to research their university. If they place an emphasis on something, you would think the questions are likely to be on that. Um, so I don't think, however, it should be a basis for preferencing. Um, Interview, interviews are going to be nerve-wracking regardless of where you sit it. So, um, yeah, just keep that at the back of your mind. Um, cool. Scoring for Casper, no idea. Um, yeah, no oh, cool. Sorry. Um, I don't think Casper is a replacement. It's an additional thing. Um, I would prep for panel interview. Yeah, that's good. So different from that of an MMI. So... Um, it differs a lot, mainly because the structure is different. Um, so uh, give me one sec. So I'll just answer the other question because it's a bit easier to do. MMI stands for multiple mini interviews. Okay, so I'll, I'll just go through the MMI process. The next slide. Um, this is the admin email. Okay, cool. So MMI is multiple mini interviews. This is different for um, this is different from a a panel interview. Panel interview, uh, yes, I can explain. I'll try to explain Casper. Um, but if you search up Casper exam, it should tell you what it's assessing. But we'll go through it after. Um, what was I saying? MMI. So MMI uh, is short for multiple mini interviews. Um, Essentially, it's a process whereby you have seven to eight stations, okay, so we call them stations, seven to eight stations or mini interviews that you have to round through, right, in an interview process, okay, and that is your medical interview, okay, so your um, Obviously, let's say station one is about leadership. So the, the question or the prompt that you see when you enter that station might be describe a time where you exhibited leadership qualities, okay? So you describe the time. Now, every station or every prompt can be followed up with follow-up questions. So um, typically, depending on the timing of the interview or timing uh, per station, um, you have different number of follow-ups. So you can have three follow-ups, you can have four, you can have two, you can have none at all, yeah? So they might say, describe time where you exhibited leadership, yada, 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 you say it. Second question might be, why do you think leadership is important in healthcare? Cool. Second, third question uh, might be, you know, um, how do you see leadership 
uh, like, you know, imagine you're a rural GP, like how would you exhibit leadership? That would be a third one. Um, so that would also bring in your knowledge of public health and, and rural health as well. So those are three simple questions that, that, that are about one station on leadership. So obviously you have seven to eight of these, or depending on how many every university does, um, and you, you sort of circle through them, right, uh, in, in one go. Yeah, um, so that's a multiple mini interview. This is different from a panel interview whereby it might go for 45 minutes to 50 minutes straight. So you're not jumping in between any stations, okay? But they are asking you different questions, but you're not jumping in between any stations, okay? You're staying in one place, you have in front of you four or five people um, and they're essentially answering or asking questions and you're answering to them, okay? It's a lot more intimate um, compared to an MMI because um, you have the same people you're staring down the barrel of, um, but yeah, they're, they're different in structures. So therefore your answers um, should reflect the differences. So in a multiple mini interview, you're very exact and specific to the prompt itself. However, in a panel interview, you're also asked to reflect on your experiences and your qualifications as well. So therefore in your response, it shouldn't just be about the question. It should also hope to inter, uh, incorporate university values as well as your qualifications and experiences as well. Okay, so that's the major sort of difference between them um, and therefore what the difference means. Um, uh, Casper, um, so Casper is essentially a test. It is a test based on situational judgment. So they give you certain um, prompts. These might be video prompts. These might be quotes, et cetera. And they ask you questions about it. It's essentially an MMI that you type out. Yeah, or in, in the previous, I think someone mentioned there might be a video response to a prompt as well. Yeah, so that's CASPA. It's usually used, it's a situational judgment test that's more interactive and it's usually used for education, sort of purpose education courses. But um, we're seeing sort of medical schools adopt that as well because it's a good judgment of situational um, thinking. Um, are there hurdle scores? There's no, I don't know. It depends on the rubric that each university has. Um, however, if, if you feel like, you know, you're going in there not really hitting the mark with what the question is asking you and you're just sort of aimlessly providing information, obviously that would be a low score for that station. Okay. Um, so yeah, I hope that answered that. So, you know, um, uh, so I think, UND is using Casper from memory. Correct me, anyone. Um, I'm reaching out to the the 45 people here. Um, 44, please let me know if Casper is using any others. Um, UND from memory. Cool, awesome. Um, no dramas. So interviews, just the process of interviews. So interviews are, let's say you've chucked in your GPA, you've chucked in your GAMSAT, um, you're, you're good within the pool of applicants to that medical school, then you get invited for an interview. The interview might be of two formats, the panel interview or the MMI interview. Um, the MMI is what I talked about previously. So you have multiple stations and you're going in between them and they might be testing you on different skills. Um, the panel, however, you're in front of four to five people. These might be members of the University Academic um, Medical Academic Council. Um, and essentially answer a bunch of questions for a set amount of time. 
Following that, um, your interview score, you get a numerical score that they might assess using rubrics. Um, and uh, you essentially combine your rubric score, you combine your GAMSA, you combine your GPA or to get any, any other test or any other application uh, component, you combine them all together, have a weighting, use that weighting compared to the rest of people within that pool Applicant, applicant pool for that university, see where you sit. If you sit pretty high, you get an offer. That, that's pretty much how the entire, uh, very simplified version of how the entire process is. It's all based on ranking um, across all three. Wollongong as well, cool, awesome. Uh, do the GEMSAS unis only need uh, GEMSAS and GPA? I'm guessing it was GEMSAS. Um, so in my humble, uh, uh, in, like knowledge, um, yes, might require different things depending on like whatever university you're applying for, if they require anything previous to um, the application cycle. But in my opinion, or from what I've gone through, yes. Cool. I think for MMI, I've, I've explained what it is. I've explained interviews. The major thing is preparation is key don't think that you know oh yeah I've, I've sat interviews before it'll be right I'll just go and wing it um never goes well so please 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 um it is something you can prep for you'll be surprised how differently you think and differently you speak um when you're put under time pressure so practice with people anyone everyone um if you're thinking about sitting the MMI so in short, again, I know it's a personal one. And it's a personal question. So think, know yourself. If you, you sit within the applicant pool, you're good with the averages and cutoffs, then apply, practice your MMI, communicate, and get in. Um, so we've been going through questions pretty much throughout everything. Um, I'll just, I'm opening the floor now to pretty much anyone and everyone. Um, so if you have any questions, feel free to to jump in. Watch out in the chat. Um, there's nothing else formal in terms of what I have to say. That's pretty much um, the end of this. We're five minutes early. Um, but yeah, if there's any questions, I'll, I'll stick around. Thanks, guys. Um, and if you want to reach out, like I'll put my my email and I'm pretty sure I've given admin's email as well. I don't know why I can't type, but I will. I'll try and put my email in there. Okay, cool. Questions? Um, Okay, so I'll stop the um, recording as well, so.